0: You're listening to the International Continent Society podcast. ICS is the leading international multidisciplinary organisation for medical professionals working in the field of incontinence. ICS provides the latest scientific and clinical updates to professionals in the field. Hi Paula, how are you today? Okay, thank you. How are you, Elise? Great. I'm so happy for this opportunity to talk to you about the workshops. Very exciting spread this year. And I think this year, more than ever, we had a hard time choosing. There were a lot of wonderful workshops submitted. Yeah,
1: it was very tough um, decision, wasn't it? But, you know, I think uh, there is a bit of everything for everyone. And, you know, the fact that we are missing um, face-to-face, it makes it even more exciting to be there.
0: Mm-hmm. what workshops would you like people to be thinking about when they choose what they're going to do during the meetings
1: i always um personally and um, go in sort of thinking what is that what other workshops are going to help me when i go back so if the conference starts on the wednesday and you go back to your clinical practice on monday is what other workshops are going to make a difference to my clinical practice right or straight away okay that's um, how i choose too. <laughs> it's like why can I start doing? And there's always things that you can take back that and that's what makes it quite exciting, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. A, the consolidation of what you already know, but also the adoption of all the things that you might not thought and, you know, just by attending the workshops and obviously meeting um, everyone there that you can start chatting, that makes it um,
0: um, quite useful. That's, um, so I always introduce from that point of view. So, so Paola, tell me about Workshop 9, the Nursing Committee Workshop, Self-Management and Continence Care.
1: So workshop nine um, is all about self-management of patients. I quite believe that um, pelvic floor dysfunction should be treated like um, some of the other medical conditions like diabetes, and we should um, empower patients to um, manage their their own symptoms. So I think the nursing committee... um, have done a beautiful job of um, presenting an algorithm. I have to manage a for um, floor dysfunction. Urinary incontinence as well, but also they have made an emphasis about um, looking for the gaps in on the management of fecal incontinence. And um, I'm really looking forward to hear Donna um, the results of the working group um, of the Cochrane
0: working group. Great, thank you. I I have my eye on workshop three. I this one really seems to be directed towards surgeons. But it's the pelvic floor lapis- laparoscopic surgery workshop. And we had asked for hands on workshops this year, specifically since we're also thirsty for in person meetings. And in this workshop, um, people will, there will be a limited number of attendees. It's a three hour workshop. In this workshop, attendants will learn pelvic floor anatomy for laparoscopy, what to do for pelvic organ prolapse recurrence, how to correct prolapse without mesh, and how to correct incontinence laparoscopically through the Birch-Culpa suspension. I think it's going to be a really great workshop this year. Yeah.
1: I think, you know, again... um some of the workshop, obviously, we know there are more medically oriented and some of them are um you know, aimed at physios, nurses, clinical scientists. but you know, um reading the reviews from that workshop in particular has always been very well received and you know there are top speakers on that on that workshop. So even if you don't operate, um I'm sure it's going to be a joy to listen to all of them.
0: well, I you know it's the big mystery what happens during surgery, isn't it? We also were very excited to have really active. Providers within the ICS who focus on the posterior compartment, either in conservative management or in the form of uh, surgical management, colorectal surgeons, and also um, some GI physicians as well. And the Workshop number 14 is a free workshop, a core curriculum workshop, the investigation of posterior compartment disorders, and it's an integrated approach. So in this approach, the symptoms and pathophysiology will be discussed, the um, pelvic floor imaging, such as ultrasound and defecography, MRI, and the modality of investigation will be a compared to each other and also to assessment of symptoms The uh, conservative management and when to involve a colorectal surgeon will will be discussed. So I really think that this workshop is applicable to anyone within the ICS. It's a 90-minute intermediate level workshop, and uh, I certainly plan to sign up and attend. Um,
1: I think we always say, no, that... um uh, when we think about pelvic floor, um, up until now, we've all been working in silos. And I think we need to start thinking and um, to consolidate the idea that when we treat pelvic floor, we should be all looking for the all the different perspectives, not only anterior but posterior. Um, so I really feel that this workshop will give um, uro- urologists and urogynecologists, anyone in particular, really, that is not used to uh, be dealing with um, the posterior compartment, a good overview on how to assess and then... Um, you know, referral into sort of the corrective and and, and management. So looking forward to that and um, workshop 14 too. What do you think about workshop 19? What is your
0: take on that one? The workshop 19, the basic urodynamics. This yes. one I think is the number one course for anyone who is going to interpret and perform urodynamic testing. It's maybe a little heavy duty for people who just want to know about urodynamics. It's an interactive workshop, again, a big thrust this year. Now that we're meeting in person, it's three hours and it starts at 7.30 in the morning on Thursday. The workshop aims to provide a practical course offering an interactive hands-on environment for practitioners to improve their actual skills in neurodynamics. The use of recorded tests, access to equipment, and small groups means that individual problems can be addressed. Um, people's questions will be answered. And at the end of the workshop, delegates should really feel confident in their practice. I will say that this is the first workshop I ever went to as a fellow in 2004. And this workshop has served me more in my career than any other workshop I've ever attended. It was extremely helpful in the accuracy of my diagnoses and therefore the outcomes of my treatment throughout my career that's
1: very good i can see as well how if you for example are a clinical scientist that you are attending the conference for the first time and you're going to be doing the urodynamics uh, or even a clinical nurse specialist that is new to the team and they are going to start this also it will be a, a beautiful workshop to attend as well and you know what a nice um memories uh, of people,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and you know we we tend to offer this workshop every year because it's so essential to what many of us do and it's definitely worth attending more than once the nuances are so important paola tell me about another workshop please
1: um i think um as per usual um, workshop 13, which is about management of pelvic pain. I think it's always a must. And I think this is a must for everyone who deals with the pelvic floor. We always need to know about math. It's just never enough. And I participated last year as well, and it's that mixture again of having a look from everyone's view. You know, so the urologist, the um, uh, physiotherapist. You know, um, everyone's view is very important. Actually, that's something that immediately you take back home to the hospital on Monday, and you will start using. So, um, you know, I think that's that's, that should be you know on your top list too.
0: Well, that's the idea with a workshop like that because. Whether we wish to focus on pelvic pain or not, it's present throughout our patient populations. And having a few simple tools to handle the more common situations and knowing when to recognize the less common situations can be really empowering for the provider and quite satisfying. So I'm glad you like it.
1: Elise, um, can you just tell me about workshop one
0: and the interaction between the bladder and the sexual function? In spinal cord disease? Yes, absolutely. This workshop talks about the physiology of sexuality and sexual function after neurological injury. It also talks about early counseling after injury, which uh, I will say, having uh, walked the floors for years, patients often aren't cognizant of needing to have that conversation, but it can be really important in their outlook on life after injury. Uh, they also go through sexuality across genders and rehabilitation tips and tricks, and uh, also more uh, innovative solutions, for example, neurostimulation, neuromodulation for sexuality. This is a really exciting workshop with an amazing faculty, and I will most certainly be either present or watching it shortly thereafter online. Me too. (laughs) I love having the online option because when you miss something, you can just go right back to it. And we're looking forward to having the live meeting this year, but also still being able to provide the online experience for people who can't travel this year and uh, who would like to be able to still participate.
1: And it's true that sometimes when you are present on the conference, which we know it's great, but it's true that in between meetings, going to the abstract presentation, sometimes you're not able to um, to, to, to see everything. So having now the opportunity to watch once you're back at home, it makes it even more special, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even to bring home to your trainees. I mean, it really, the the online leverage of this material just has opened up our educational opportunities so much. Here's a workshop that's really close to my heart, Paola. Workshop 21 is the multidisciplinary team approach to pelvic floor disorders. And of course, we can all appreciate the need and our institution's support to varying degrees. But this workshop goes through the patient's pathway and the key role of multidisciplinary interaction in taking care of our patients. And it's going to give us tools to bring back to our institutions to try to facilitate that at home.
1: Um, As you know, I'm participating in this workshop and it's based on our model of care that for years it's worked really well. I think we are part of a, a big team with you know we work with each other and and we just want to translate that experience because at the end of the day that's what really um, matters when it comes to um to looking after a patient you know the working together really facilitates and we know that by of research so you know we're looking forward to do it again this year face to face
0: yes at my institutions we've delved deeper and deeper into multidisciplinary interaction and i've just taken a role as medical director of multidisciplinary public health at my new institution and it's The most exciting thing I've ever done.
1: Congratulations, Elise. I heard about that. your own
0: workshop. No, no, no. I'm asking you to. But you have to give us the workshop number. Paola, I really want to hear about your workshop, please.
1: Um, So our workshop is Workshop 20, and it's hands-on of of rectal irrigation and uh, for erectile dysfunction and I think this is a bit of like um, why should I attend to this workshop you know if I only do uh, patients with urogania or urology disorders um, of but again it goes back to sort of management um, of the public floor looking for every single compartment and we have actually done this workshop before and we have refined it over the years and this year in particular we really want the participants to go back to that monday meeting to that monday and um, when you go back to the hospital and it starts straight away thinking how am i going to set up this you know this um i'm going to set up this service for my patients and um, you know that in the uk we really use it and it's very beneficial for both patients with fecal incontinence and defecatory disorders and um you know when you are patient with uroganicology or urology so that if you start digging in and deeper into the bowel symptoms sometimes they might benefit from that um, posterior uh, compartment assessment and treatment so hopefully with this um workshop we are aiming to sort of give you an overview of the conservative management and that hands-on so we expect in the companies to come and then show us all the sort of um, equipment and then for you know for the participants to actually to take a number to go back to their um a place of work regardless is in Europe America or Asia so we are working hard on getting everyone's numbers so we know and and give it to everyone so
0: so can trans anal irrigation be thought of similarly to self catheterization where the patient's empowered to empty the bowel and then be continent in between usage
1: absolutely and then we have obviously the low volume versus the high volume and this is something that we teach um in clinic and then they then can manage at home goes back to the self-management of fecal of incontinence and, and, and constipation. So, yes. So not only uh, how to do it, but also when to apply. Absolutely. We're going to go through all the contraindications, the tools of the trade. I mean, in our public floor unit, we've been using it for such a long time now that it's sort of immediate, like, you know, whereas before we used to sort of um, wait before we offer it um, to patients. Now we're like, nah, this patient needs rectal irrigation and this needs to start straight away. But again, you know, just all this sort of um, over taking of laxatives and you can actually help patients to reduce that. So it's yeah. actually quite a useful um, tool. If you're actually uh, working with um, patients with bowel dysfunction, will you or, yeah. will you
0: touch a little bit on the other options such as mini enemas, etc.
1: Yes. We have the the colorectal consultant that will talk about pathology and sort of the escalation of treatment and how we go around before we make that decision, because that's always very important. And I think there is such a um, lack of knowledge regarding uh, laxative use, for example. Right. So and how to use the right laxative. So, yeah, we'll touch on that as well.
0: Great. Good. Well, I can't wait to see you at the meeting in person. Yes. I can't wait to be in person at ICS in general. And I'm so glad that for those of us who cannot be in person, we are also offering the meeting online. So thank you so much for this conversation, Paula. In summary, I think we can both agree there's a workshop for everyone. Yes, absolutely. And there are a lot of workshops for me, probably more than I can see. And therefore, I will watch some of them online. Can't wait to be there in person. The vast majority of our speakers this year are speaking in person and the entirety of the meeting is still also offered online for those of us who cannot attend in person this year. I'd like everybody to note that delegates must register their place in each workshop before the workshops sell out and registering before the 27th of July gets the early rate. Becoming an ICS member also gives a fantastic reduction Please do also note that the free workshops do require registration in order to reserve your place so that we can adjust the room size and the uh, spacing within the rooms this year for a safe meeting for all of us. So I can't wait to see you all in Vienna at ICS September 7th to 10th, 2022. We're looking forward to have you. International Continent Society podcast. Find out more about the leading organisation in multidisciplinary continents research and education at ICS.org.